Welcome into Inside LAFC Podcast. My name is Max Bretos, joining you from glorious Alhambra here at the LAFC Performance Center. This is a very special pod as we will be focused on the Campeones Cup LAFC facing Tigres of Liga MX Wednesday night at BMO Stadium. This is a big deal. And I will tell you over the next few minutes exactly why. Chance for a trophy and LAFC getting to this final on merit. We'll also be joined by Director of Football Operations, Marco Garces. He'll give you his thoughts on this game, the relationship between MLS and Liga MX, and get a little preview on a very difficult opponent that's coming to Los Angeles, a team that the LAFC fan base knows well. Never forget 2020. CCL final. We are ready to get after it inside LAFC podcast. A very special edition starts right now. And let's get into the Campeones Cup. Uh, again, Marco Garces, director of football, will join us. We'll talk a little bit about this game the rivalry between Major League Soccer and Liga MX. And we'll talk about Tigres. Again, I'll give you some of the details now. It is a mighty opponent, that is for sure, that LAFC will be facing a team that they are familiar with and really just playing more Mexican clubs, which has really been a, a wonderful development on merit, which is what they did in the CONCACAF Champions Cup, then the CONCACAF Champions League, and then with the introduction of Leagues Cup and the Campeones Cup. And Campeones Cup is a game that LAFC got because of their success. This is merit-based merit, merit indeed because they had to get there by winning MLS Cup. So I think that's an important place to start because this fixture may sneak up on us and we'll go, all right, well, what does it mean? Why are these teams here? Well, it's pretty simple. You've got the champion of MLS. You've got the champion of Liga MX. All the clubs that play in those two leagues are eligible for this game, but in the end, these are the two teams standing. There are games like it elsewhere. And as I talk about here, I know we have a very sophisticated crowd here on Inside LAFC Podcast. So some of the information you may know, but I know we have an audience that is new to MLS or maybe even new to the sport. So we'll kind of give you some of the details. I hope it is helpful. But we try and have a nice, healthy balance. So it's time well spent for all of us. So when you look at a game where you have the champions face off, I think uh, the Community Shield comes to mind. The uh, European Super Cup is another one. So the Community Shield is the curtain raiser in England. It features the team that won the Premier League and the team that won the FA Cup, the U.S. Open Cup equivalent there. It's a big deal, very well attended, great prize money, and it's a chance to win a trophy. And whether it's England, uh, the UEFA Super Cup, which pits the team that won the Champions League and the Europa League, you get to win a trophy. And those two teams made it because they won. So they are the last two teams standing. I went to the new camp in Barcelona. They have a museum there. Yes, the Champions League trophies are there, all the great trophies, but the Joan Gamper trophies are there, all of them that they won because, you know, the the trophy cabinet, the, uh, the figurative uh, trophy cabinet that we talk about in sports, specifically soccer, uh, is, uh, is real. And the more things you can put in there, the better it is for the club. Trophies matter. You can hear that from Steve Chirundolo. You can hear that from the players. Whether it's MLS Cup, Campeones Cup, uh, best dress trophy, it all matters. So this is what we want in soccer, and it's important for LAFC, which is a club in its infancy still, 
to add to what is a relatively empty trophy cabinet. A cabinet that they have been pretty busy filling in uh, 2022 with a couple supporter shields. And keep in mind, it's not actually a trophy cabinet. The supporter shield's not there. Uh, there's duplicates, but it is about filling uh, the figurative trophy cabinet. You can say it. You say, keep it in your mind. Everyone knows what you're talking about. MLS Cup. And uh, now there's some chances here to win more. The Western Conference trophy as well. This uh, is important as we look at the history of the Campiones Cup. And you got to keep in mind the relationship that's being built by MLS and Liga MX. It really is groundbreaking, and it is going to get better. We saw it in the League's Cup. We were worried about it, right? We were worried about, will Liga MX be into it? Uh, is this going to be a big interruption? It certainly was. But I think at the end of the day, and this was buoyed by the introduction of Lionel Messi, no doubt about it, it was a memorable tournament. People watched. It was well attended. It was... Uh, it got the folks in Mexico bent out of shape because of the format, the fact that they had to travel because it was very difficult that they didn't get to be home. And the fact that they would complain about that tells you how important it is. So the League's Cup is going to grow. I wasn't sure about it, League One. I wanted to see it play out, but I am confident in knowing that's going to be a better tournament in League two, in Year Two and Year Three. That is the platform. And that is uh, the promise that these two leagues are involved. MLS benefits a lot, but so does Liga MX, right? You get into this U.S. market. I had the, the good fortune of doing seven or eight League's Cup games, many featuring Liga MX teams. I did Tigres and Monterrey in Houston. I'll tell you, that place was packed. Tigres supporters, Monterrey supporters, uh, those are the two big rivals there in, uh, in uh, Monterrey, Nueva León. And it was an event. It was very exciting. We saw that with some Monterrey supporters at the Rose Bowl, a game I got to call as well. So you get to serve uh, what is a huge uh, Mexican uh, contingent that lives in the United States that supports Liga MX. We'll see that, no doubt, at BMO Stadium. We saw that at the uh, the friendly with Club America at SoFi Stadium. Uh, in, what was that, 2022? I'm getting my years all, they all blend in together, which was an incredible event. And I'll talk about all the games that they have played, uh, LAFC, because it's nice to see them build. 2018, 2019, never played a team from Mexico. Then they made it to the CONCACAF Champions League. And certainly this year they had several more teams that they faced. That's all good. You want to build relationships. Uh, Marco Garces, who we'll be talking to here, is uh, started there and was uh, developing what he did at Pachuca. Uh, it, it is a shared space for soccer. It's very important. So as I circle back, this is a, an important trophy, right? And this is, it's just started, right? It's, it's older than the, the League's Cup, but it's still new. The first edition was 2018, 2019. All these games were played at MLS stadiums. There was no game in 2020, 2020 for obvious reasons. 2021, 2022, this will be the fifth edition. Year one and... Going back to the history of CONCACAF Champions League, we know Liga MX was dominant. So anytime MLS could get a victory, it was a big deal. Year one, Tigres, a game that I was there in Toronto, beat Toronto FC 3-1. You're like, oh, here we go again. Completely outclassed MLS. The next year, Atlanta United beat Club America in front of 40,000 in Atlanta. MLS with a breakthrough. That was a big moment. That was the biggest League's Cup fixture because of the historical significance of an MLS team winning. And then MLS teams won in 2021, Columbus beat Cruz Azul, and in 2022, New York City FC and Atlas. 
This is a new tournament. Only nine teams have played in it, including LAFC now. So the five teams, Tigres is the first repeat squad. It's also the only Mexican team to win it. So there's an exclusivity about it, which I think we should all embrace. And by the way, I hope uh, if you can get out there, check LAFC.com for tickets. We'll be out there. Great to see you on a Wednesday night as LAFC look to get that trophy that has eluded them so far in 2023. The big one, obviously, the CONCACAF Champions League. We'll start calling it the Champions Cup. I I still call it the CCL because that's what it was known as. But we'll make that adjustment. And obviously not making it through the Open Cup and not going to win the Supporter Shields. This is a chance. One game, 90 minutes to get that trophy. It would be disappointing if they don't do it, but there it is. You're at home, and LAFC, um, with what they've done in recent games, uh, undefeated in their last three, beating the Galaxy and then points on the road, St. Louis and Philadelphia, they'll be, uh, they'll be brimming with confidence. They're very healthy. It's a good situation to have. But the Campeones Cup is there. Trophies matter. Everyone will tell you that. From Sir Alex Ferguson to Jose Mourinho, big and small, trophies matter. It's important for the club. It's important for the identity. And the Campeones Cup, a tournament that they earned their their way into. No ifs, ands, or buts. To get there, they had to win MLS Cup. Because the Mexican season is split, Tigres had to play an extra game, the Campeón de Campeones, against Pachuca to get in here. That game was in L.A. And Tigres was able to make it through. And here we are. Tigres is a big draw, too, man. We could say Club America and Chivas, but Tigres and the two Monterrey clubs, uh, historically the last 10 years have been the best that Mexico has to offer. Players whose names we know. Teams that win trophies time and time again. And and I'll pivot that because I hope we we made that. Uh, Real quickly, um, the Campeones Cup being a part of a bigger partnership with Liga MX, this is important for MLS. This is important for Liga MX, so they'll be watching it. They want this to grow. And they're putting that responsibility on LFC, so that matters. Um, there is some decent prize money for the players. Uh, it's actually on par, from what I understand, with what they win for MLS Cup. So, real big deal for the players and coaches. So, make it important, all right? It's, a, it's, a, it's an exciting trophy. I want to talk a little bit about Tigres. I don't want to go too much into depth. But uh, I'll let Marco talk about that. I think he'll have much more interesting points than I do. But I had a chance to call three Tigres games in the League's Cup, and it was it was very exciting because of the great players they have. So I'll get to that in a moment. A quick discussion about LAFC versus Liga MX. You know, this is the 11th game. The 11th game between uh, a Mexican opponent and LAFC. All that matters. You go back to 2020, the two games with Leon. Uh, and then... COVID, and then they had that mini tournament in Orlando, and you got to look back so fondly at that. LAFC was awesome. Not just the way they navigated through that tournament, but the teams that they beat. Cruz Azul, 2-1. 3-1, they beat Club America. A famous game with uh, the Miguel Herrera incident. Then Tigres beat LAFC uh, coming from behind to go 2-1. They went to the CONCACAF. They went to the Club World Cup. Actually beat Palmeiras, made the final. So, you know, LAFC is going to be smarting because of that. So there's some revenge there as well. And that wasn't that long ago. So you had five games in 2020. You had one game in 2022, the game at SoFi. And in 2023, they have had, this will be the fifth game. You had the two games against Leon in the uh, CCL final. 7-1, they beat Juarez in League's Cup. Lost to Monterrey 3-2 at the Rose Bowl. And now this one. 
So in the history of these games, five have been at BMO, one at SoFi, two have been away at Leon, and three were played in that Orlando mini tournament. So a nice body of work and success there as well. Um, certainly back in 2020, not so much in 2023. That's why this Tigris game it carries a lot of weight. Uh, I'm getting excited reading all of this. I hope you are too for the Campeones Cup. Big spot. And it'll be a nice moment if they can lift that trophy. And again, the, the story with Carlos Vela against League MX comes into view as well. We'll get more into Tigres, but I do want to let you know, and I don't want it to be too concerning, they are playing very, very well. They're third place in uh, Liga MX. Uh, their last four games since the end of League's Cup, they have scored 15 goals. They are coming off a victory over their city rivals, Monterrey, 3-0 uh, at home at the Volcan. Uh, Andre Pierre Gignac, you know him well. So they that was their game this weekend. So they're looking really, really good. It's going to be a tough opponent. It will not be easy, but it's the Campeones Cup. It's not supposed to be easy. It's the champions going at it. So we will certainly enjoy it. Hope that helped you uh, and get you primed for what we have in store. If it didn't, stick around now. Marco Garces will fill in the gaps and give you everything you need to know. Uh, and I'm sure he'll get you excited about this relationship between the Mexican clubs because it's going to get better. And maybe there'll be opportunities to go down there and play games there or find new talent or develop new fans. This is a really exciting development for MLS. Again, I've been with this league since longer than I care to mention, but this is exciting, and the Campeones Cup is part of it. We will be back with LAFC Director of Football Marco Garces to talk more Campeones Cup. A reminder to rate, review, download, subscribe. This is Inside LAFC Podcast. Welcome back to Inside LAFC Podcast. Uh, wonderful to welcome back uh, Marco Garces, our Director of Football Operations. When you were here last time, it was one of our best pods. Yeah, was it? Yeah. I'm glad. People I'm glad. loved it. Loved it. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad. It was great. Well, I'm glad to have you back. And look, I, I was just telling our audience here about Campeones Cup, and it, it matters. And obviously, it, it kind of sneaks up on you. And, you know, MLS Cup was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Tigres winning their title was a few months ago. But it, in the middle of the season, it's here. But uh, this is... It, it is a big deal, no? It is a big deal, and it's 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 very exciting, and especially this thing that has been growing by uh, the rivalry between uh, Mexican Liga MX clubs and MLS. I think all of those ingredients make it um, a lot more exciting. How did you think? Because I didn't get your thoughts about League's Cup, because that's part of this program to bolster these two leagues. And we know, and you could speak for highly working with Liga MX, how they can benefit with MLS relationships and vice versa. Uh, we, we were there at the Rose Bowl. I saw you with the Monterey folks. and You've yeah. seen that. And they looked really pumped to be there. And how did you – obviously didn't end great for LAFC uh, that night, but just looking at the whole tournament, even excluding Messi, because we know that was a phenomenon, but just seeing from the Mexican League's perspective how it went and how you see it growing. I think it went very well for, for MLS clubs. Like the the – the idea was that Mexican clubs were better than, than than the MLS clubs, but in the end it resulted quite differently. And I know that they complain about all this traveling and whatever, but I mean, how can you complain about traveling and not complain about them having like 13 DPs? You know, like it, uh, <laughs> if I if I can if I can choose, I'd rather choose their budget than and let us have 
all these miles traveling. And I, I, good trade. <laughs> good trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yes. Uh, but it's the interest in Mexico too. I, I imagine there are there are some people that are like, oh, like we're, we have our league here, we're happy. But I got the impression that like the gauntlet's been thrown down. Like, all right, we, we the fans speaking more of the fans and and even maybe to the players as well. It's like, yeah, this is something that we can get around because I was I held my breath during League's Cup thinking, how's it going to go? I don't know. Yeah, it was it's pretty good. So how do you think from that Mexican perspective they see playing MLS teams, League's Cup, Campeones Cup, uh, what? Obviously, going back to the CONCACAF Champions League, how they view that challenge and maybe how they did it a few years ago. Well, I think now it's 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 quite an open challenge. Now, I don't think the next League Cup will have the same results because now they're going to take it a lot more seriously. Really? And I, I know for a fact that, that they didn't enjoy that. So I, I think they're coming for everything. And, well, just tomorrow we'll, we'll start seeing it. Well, on Wednesday we'll start seeing a, a little bit of that, you know. Uh, the, pri- the, the pride is there because I think uh, League MX knows this is – here for the long haul. This is a relationship that we're going to continue to bolster. So you've got to perform. And now um, if they're upset about all those things that they mentioned, the reality is if you come in and because the Campeones Cup, uh, MLS won the last three. Those things matter as well, no? Yes, of course. And uh, I think we've been blessed by this dual country uh, fandom uh, or fan base. And we have to make the best profit out of it. And for us, it's the other way around. Our two big games this year against Mexican clubs, against Leon and Monterrey, didn't go the right way. So, yeah, we have we have a chip on our shoulder as well. <laughs> That's a little different. I, I, yeah. We forget it because this is a great opportunity. We mentioned the trophy. But... Uh, I went through all the results, and LSU have had some great moments against Liga and Mekis teams going back to 2020, 23. 2023 hasn't been as much, but this is a big game for LAFC as they rally about it. How do they um, – they're also going to be facing a, a Tigres team that's a huge club and playing very well. What are those challenges you see for LAFC if they want to be successful Wednesday? Yeah, um, Tigres is one of those clubs that they have – they operate on a, a – basically a European budget. I think they, they spend as much as European clubs do. Not the high end of the European clubs, but a, a mean club of, the, uh, of Spain or, or France, they, they spend as much as them. So those four teams, Monterrey, Tigres, Chivas, uh, uh, America, they spend a lot more than us and it's going to be a great challenge. Now they have a, a squad that it's very solid. You just saw them against Monterrey la, uh, last weekend and even though they didn't start great, they end up winning 3-0. They have these phenomenal individual figures that can that can change a, a game in, in, in a minute. You know? Yeah, and I think with that, because everyone says Tigres, okay, André Pierre Gignac, Manuel yeah. Guzman, but then you go Quiñones and Cordoba. It's that depth. Pizarro, Carioca. Yeah. I mean, everyone has played in Europe. Everyone has is in the national team. Everyone has, has had a, a long playing history and career, you know? How do they how do they do it? I mean, to be successful. I think the interesting part is the scouting. And I remember I talked to you about sometime on air. They'll look at other teams in Mexico. Go, that guy fits our bill. We have a better budget. We're able to pull it because I think one thing we also notice about League's Cup, it fortified those big clubs uh, are at a different level. Uh, and we saw teams like San Luis, who are, I shouldn't use them as an example because they're doing great in League MX, uh, but other some other clubs that just couldn't compete because they didn't have the depth. But uh, what is the key to how Tigres are able to fortify that roster and maintain every year at the top? Yeah, exactly. It's exactly what you said. They just scout 
Uh, did they go for big swings in Europe or, uh, or outside with big, big budgets? Or they just pick the best in Mexico? They go for Diego Reyes, who's the best center back? Diego Reyes, okay, let's have him. Uh, Gorriarán, who's the best uh, six in the country? Gorriarán, okay, let's have him. Uh, uh, the best nine in, in Mexico, Ibanez. Well, let's bring him, even if he's not going to play, let's have him. <laughs> we don't want to play against nice luxury. him. We don't want to play against him anymore, so just buy him and, and keep him on the bench. But that's the way they do stuff. They just scout internally. They, they, they go for a very low-risk scouting uh, process, and uh, it's, been, it's been going great for them. So the, the belief would be, all right, uh, Fernando Gorriarán, uh, I know he plays well at this league. He's from Uruguay, but he plays well in this league. I know that'll transfer, and generally it does. Yes, right, so. yes, because you take some variables out. You don't know how, when you bring someone from South America or from Europe, you don't know how he's going to adapt. If he's, he's, Is his wife going to like the place? Is he going to gel with, with everyone else? Is, how is he going to be in this league? If you just take another player from the same league, you know that all those variables will be okay. I think that applies to Chicho Arango at Real Salt Lake, for instance. I think and I spoke to Paolo Mastroeni, and he, the Real Salt Lake coach, and he said, um, I went after Chicho because I knew he could score goals. Yeah, there's an added value yeah. by, by not His wife was happy. Those. The family was happy. Those yeah, little things Yeah, that, those question marks. Those, uh, those variables that you can, you can do very little for them, you know? So, yeah, scouting is basically trying to tell the future. And the more pieces you have, the better idea of what you can become. And... Uh, by bringing someone that's already in your league, you have a lot of pieces already. That's interesting. It's uh, and it's part of uh, being successful. And your, your communications with uh, um, what Tigres is doing right now, uh, obviously, it could have been Pachuca, your former club too, that could have faced it. They had to yeah. beat them to get it. It's it's, it's a lot, but just um, how we talked about beating Monterrey, doing it by three goals. But um, how how excited are, do you think they'll be, and how important is it for them to add to their trophy cabinet? A very very populated trophy cabinet already. Yeah, it's it's massively important for them. They're out to win it all. They have the budget to do it. And every time uh, there is an opportunity to do something like this, it's like blood in the water. They they they're like really into it, and they wanna they, they wanna do it. I'm I keep in touch with both Mauricio Culebro with Sancho, which I played with, and uh, they they're gonna be here tomorrow. We're gonna go have some dinner, and they're. They're very much into it. They want to. They want to have it all. You get to pick the dinner spot because, you, based on your Instagram, you 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 have your finger on the pulse. Yes, yes, I'll definitely pick the spot. Oh, good. Uh, I remember when Robert Siboldi was asked, and he goes, "Leagues Cup. Uh, what are you guys approaching?" He goes, "Look, we're Tigres. Yeah, we we take the field. We're taking the field to win it." He we're, didn't sugarcoat it. I thought it was yeah. great. Yeah, no, no, they're they're in it for all. They they want to they want to they want to win it all. You know, I know Steve. Uh, when he talked about it and his frustration about obviously the busy schedule and one day increasing the budgets and you mentioned it mm -hmm. do you think this could be a gateway for mls to say look we we're in a situation i mean they did well with league's cup but maybe they don't do it the next time to where they loosen things up is that wishful thinking or is that this no. could be the beginning of that entry point yeah i think if we present it right they they we have a point we have a strong point there is a clear correlation between rate of availability and the points you make in a season if you keep on playing your players every three days your rate of availability goes down and then necessarily your points go down a, a, an important point is that uh, uh we need that we need that relief in order to com to compete in as many tournaments as we did this year five different things you know i know it's a little sidebar but 
the international tournament, something that you had LAFC, and they performed so well. Now you've had a couple weeks to look back at it. What was the takeaway uh, for, for the, the under? It was the under 17s, right? Under together? 17s. That was such a a, a, a great breath of fresh air, you know, because this tournament I participated with Pachuca for many years in the past, and we never had an MLS team go down there and beat all the Mexican teams. We beat them all. We beat Toluca, Monterrey, Santos, and Chivas, you know. To do that over there, it's it, it was massive, because that's no budget constraints, no budgetary issues, no traveling. It was just a, a, a 1v1 and we did very well. It was just, uh, it was such a pain to lose against Palmeiras when yeah. we had the... Oh, Palmeiras is... Yeah, and we had the draw in the, in in the, the last Americas. minute. Yes, exactly. And we beat Atletico Madrid. So it was very exciting. I'm very, very excited about, about the, the future for those young prospects. Marco, it's great to have you here. And, and I know our, our profile at LAFC gets better and better. Have you heard something from... They have to be paying attention to what LAFC is doing. And now you're this connection. Yep. Some folks in Mexico, they go, oh, I mean, what's going on there? I mean, maybe there's... A, the, the fear maybe of MLS, or in particular LAFC, reaching the level of maybe the heavyweights in Mexico. Yes, yes, of course. And now we have a player from Tigres, Leo Flores, which is in LAFC too. He comes from Tigres. So they've been paying attention to what we do. So he had a couple goals. I mean, I, 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 he's been hitting some goals in there, Flores. Yeah, he scored six goals in nine games. So... Yeah. It's all happening, folks. It's all happening. <laughs> we got the goods. We got Marco Garces here. Uh, great, uh, as always, to chat with you. And uh, it's great for our audience to uh, to be aware of what's happening because this is going to be bigger and bigger. With the And I'm really excited about it because for someone in MLS, this was, uh, you know, you talk about Messi arriving. I put this right above, even above it. It's it's It has legs because five, ten years, yes. uh, this is going to continue to grow. And hopefully LAFC is right there at the top. Yeah, well, let's hope that. And uh, we're working for it. Yes. So Director of Football <laughs> Operations, Marco Garces, gracing us here, as always, on Inside LAFC Podcast. Get out Wednesday night to see the uh, the big final there of the Campeones as LAFC take on Tigres, a chance to lift the trophy. It is a tournament that LAFC earned their spot, as did Tigres. Make sure you rate, review, download, subscribe. Tell a friend of Inside LAFC Podcast. We'll be back again next week. Thanks a lot, Max. <laughs> <laughs>